You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and with me again is Brandon Hiltabidal. Brandon, great to have you on again this week. Great to be back. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to having you here for the whole unit, in fact. Yes. This is going to be good. So uh, today, Brandon, we are looking at Unit 25, Session 2, which is titled, Jesus Tells the Parable of the Sons. So title is, you know, very descriptive. This is something that, as you know, being our director of groups ministries here at Lifeway, we're very descriptive with our titles in the Gospel Project. Um, but there's a lot more to it than simply uh, than simply just what's there in the title. And so uh, so this is something that we uh, we're hoping to help groups understand as we look at what this session is about, which is that many group and let's just start with this reality. Many group members are likely going to be familiar with this passage, especially if they are people who are very familiar with the Bible. But as we explore this parable, what we want to do is we want to draw attention not just to the wild living of the younger son, which is where most of us honestly camp out, and God's love, loving acceptance of repentant sinners, which is good news for us, but we want our groups to see God's grace toward the grumbling and self-righteous among us as well. Ultimately, what we want people to see is how this story uh, that Jesus told reveals God's goodness and heart to welcome any and every sinner home to him. Right. You can you can already tell in how we titled it, Jesus Tells the Parable of the Sons, that it's going to have a more balanced view of the characters than often you get uh, absolutely the, the parable of the, of the prodigal son absolutely i mean so often we call it the parable of the prodigal son sure. as you just said yeah so uh so. let's talk about uh, important takeaways from the session what do you have all right well i think the most important takeaway for many group members is going to be wrestling with their own tendencies toward legalism yeah yeah i completely agree with that um you know, this is this is personally my favorite parable um, for that reason, because it, it forced me to reckon to recognize and wrestle with my own legalism years ago. Um, it's the parable that God used most to help me understand the gospel. So I agree that that's that's the key takeaway. And just uh, leaders who are listening, if your people have not uh, or have primarily viewed the parable through the lens of the prodigal and not through the experience of the older brother, it can really be just shocking to see how much this older brother tells us about ourselves and about Jesus. So, uh, yeah, that it's just such a huge takeaway that you don't let your people off the hook easily in that regard. They need uh, to get the session idea from the perspective of both of these boys in the story. The stories of Jesus told, uh, the stories Jesus told reveal God's goodness and heart to welcome any sinner home, be it the older brother or the younger brother. Right, which ultimately means that this is just an important reminder that the gospel is not uh, just for for those out there, meaning those people who are outside of the church, who have no overt relationship with God. Um, You know, they are wandering off doing their own thing, but it's actually for all the sinners in the church, too, who think they have a relationship with God as well, but maybe don't. We'll touch on that a little bit going forward, but that's what makes this parable so just stunning and 
gospel awakening mm-hmm. and life changing. Um, but as we head towards that, what's a, what's a challenge or an issue that might come up? as we teach this session. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things here. There's um, one is something that you'll see on page 23 of your leader guide, which is this this concept of uh, the difference between a, a hired hand and a humble child. And so remember, in the parable, the the younger son, he, he wishes his father was dead, takes his money, goes and spends it on all kinds of questionable things. Um, is broke, homeless, working, uh, working, feeding pigs, and is so desperate that he is going to that he's tempted to eat the pig's slop because he's so hungry. And then he has this moment where, um, where the way that that Luke records it, it is basically he comes to himself, mm-hmm. and it's this this awakening moment with him, and he says, "Wait a minute, my father treats." his servants so well. He's so kind to them. I'm going to go home, but I'm going to go and ask to be one of his hired hands. Not even as a humble, not even coming back humbled and asking to be his son again, but to, but just to go and say, can I go and work for you? Yeah. And that is, that's something that's really important and really challenging for us because we so often take that approach with our relationship with God. Um, we, we make this assumption that we have to do something to earn God's yep. love and affection and approval, and that's just nonsense. You're preaching to me right now. That's right. You're preaching to me right now. I've said a bunch of times that for many, many years, uh, maybe 15 years, I— lived as though my justification was up to Jesus and my sanctification was up to me. And uh, the the perspective of the humble child, uh, I think, saved my life, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's everything. Yeah, yeah. And so another point that I would... Uh, that I would encourage us to look at as well is really playing out of that as well, because we see the opposite side of that, that humble child as well in the elder brother. And point three, where we dive into that relationship is really going to be challenging for a lot of people, maybe even you yourself. Because when we read, when we read about him, um, we always imagine, we always want to imagine him as being someone else, someone not like us. But really, I think for a lot of us, especially for those who have spent either a significant amount of time um, in the church or who grew up in the church, I, I have a feeling that, that when we read this, he's probably the one that we should be looking at more, more so than the rebellious younger brother. And so there is, uh, so there's this question on page 25 of the leader guide, what are some ways that Christians can exhibit a legalistic worldview? Um, This is pressing into that truth and it's going to ruffle some feathers, but you've got to just own that and work through it. And really, this is an opportunity for you as a group leader to be honest about your own struggles in this area as well, assuming, of course, you have them and... I mean, <laughs> you don't have to make up any. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you probably you probably do or you probably have. And I just want to encourage you. I agree. Yes, you should be honest about your struggles. And I would also add that it shouldn't be painful. Mm-hmm. Like it is one of the most sweet things that I can do now is to confess my older brotherness 
Um, because if we believe the gospel, it's freeing and beautiful to recognize and admit just how fully broken we were. Um, and we are, and we are loved anyway. Um, it, Tim Keller wrote a book on this parable, as a lot of you probably know. If not, you should read it. It's called The Prodigal, Prodigal God. Mm-hmm. And he said that when we really understand, he said something to this effect in that book, when we really understand the gospel, we know we even need to repent of the reasons we ever did anything right. And that is just so sweet. And it has for me just taken a lot of the pressure off in my walk with the Lord. I've been in church leadership for for years, as I've already alluded to. And for years, as I, as I mentioned, I just worked and worked and worked <laughs> trying to be worthy of God's love. And then you know, Aaron, I don't know if you've experienced any of this, but mm-hmm. just feeling frustrated that people didn't seem to think I was as awesome as I thought I was, just like the older brother in this story. Like, where's my, where's my fatted calf? Uh, and uh, and it, that living that way just broke me down. Um, we can't even do right without doing it wrong. And Jesus died for us anyway. And it makes it just so much easier and sweeter to serve God when you realize all the way to the bottom of your heart that nothing you can do can change how God feels about you. He's going to love you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's... Yeah, I need to be reminded of that a lot, actually. So, because it's real. Like, this is the thing. And this is one of those things that I, I don't think anyone ever really tells um, tells us enough of is that we are... Because we are bent toward that, yeah. that, that idea of earning, 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 earning. It is just our default wiring. We're always going to run back to that. Yeah. And, but God is so good to us and he's so gracious to us yeah. that he keeps pushing us back toward the right path. Yeah. The one that is the only one that leads to eternal life. Yeah. I, I, that was supposed to be more about a challenge and you should share. I, I stepped on the next question a little bit. No, that's all right. Let me let me throw it back to you. What is maybe an additional encouragement that you might have for leaders? (laughs) Well, certainly, um, I mean, certainly that's one. But um, ultimately, I think the important thing to remember as you are teaching this session is that it is all about God's grace towards sinner, both sinners, both the wild and crazy living, and also the crazy legalistic. Um, And so, this is an opportunity for you to to both demonstrate that and help them figure out how to demonstrate that as well. So how can you help shape a grace-filled culture in your group and in your church as well? Uh, Is there anything that you need to change in your leadership style, your way of thinking? Is it something as simple as saying, hey, I noticed this in you today and I'm thanking God about that? Um, on that note, by the way, we have a great little ebook that is available on gospelproject.com slash ebook called The Church is a Family that, uh, that has some practical guidance in, in thinking through what this means um, from a gospel perspective. So if you want to get that, just download it. It's super easy to get. Yep. So I have read it. I affirm it. And I'll, I'll uh, touch on that as well. Um, you know, you said just evaluate the way that you think, the way that you lead, the way that you speak in light of this. Um, some some of us, and I'll include myself in this, can have a tendency as we lead a group to try to wear the mantle of I'm the prototype of godliness for this 45 minutes or for this hour. Um, if you always seem to have the answer every week or if you always seem to be sinless, man, I just lived another sinless week. Can you believe it? Um, that just won't work with this text. 
Um, so this is a chance to let the older brother in you and the older brother in your group be public and be loved uh, all the way to the death by by the God of the universe. And I'll just uh, make one other encouragement, uh, leaders. Um, I would find it uh, a little more difficult maybe in a, in a parable like this, especially one where it can be really paradigm shifting for somebody that hasn't experienced the, the, the perspective of both sons to keep it very internally focused. And so, it, you know, it has a tendency to wreck Christians, which is what we're hoping for. But I would just try to ensure that at the end you tie into the fact that because we have been forgiven of our sins through Jesus, we celebrate the Father's goodness in welcoming home any repentant sinner. That's language from the leader guide. We want to get all the way to the mission um, with this, when this is done. So try to keep that in mind. Man, that's a great place for us to, to wrap this up. That is a good encouragement. Uh, so thanks, man. And uh, thank you all for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. And, of course, for more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com. 